Hey everyone, this is Brother Wayne Clemens. I just want to thank you for tuning in with us today and being part of the worship experience here at Potter's Hope. Also, I want to tell you that there's several different venues that you'll be able to get the message in the entirety if you'd like. They're either by podcast or either going to pottershope.com where you'll also be able to listen and watch uh, for any of those times. But also, I want to encourage you to be with us in person, 8.30 Central Time at Exit 124, right there at White Mills and the Eastview Exit right off the Western Kentucky Parkway. And then also on campus, Sunday mornings here at 135 Commerce Drive uh, at 10.30. Also, our Wednesday night services at 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. But anyway, God bless you. I hope this message just um, in this time of encouragement finds you doing awesome. Be encouraged and know that Jesus loves you. God bless. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to 633. How many of y'all thankful to be in the house of God tonight, huh? Can we just give him some praise? So that sounds like I'd rather be at home. I said, how many of y'all thankful to be in the house of God tonight? Let me put it this way. There you go. How many of y'all would rather be here than the best intensive care unit in the state? See, that's that's right. That's right. I'd rather be right here for sure. So thankful you could come tonight. Come on, let's stand. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Hallelujah. Thankful tonight, so thankful tonight for his goodness, grace, his mercy, his peace. Man, so much available to us through the blood of Jesus, man. I'm just so thankful for that. Come on, let's talk to the Father. Lord, we love you so much. Just so thankful for another point in time, God, that you've given us to worship together as a family. Father, praying blessings tonight upon every home, God, every soul represented, God, within that home. Lord, tonight let us come together as one your blood, Jesus. Mm. I just pray, Father, that uh, there would be no effort for our hands to raise. God, it'd be no effort for our hearts to be lifted into the throne room tonight, just as we give you this time of adoration. And so thankful. Lord, you're so good. You're so good. God, I pray tonight there'd be nothing God, not one thing that would keep us from worshiping you. Like I said, this time of adoration before you, God, that it'd be unmatched by anything, Father, that the world has to offer. You're different, Lord. You're different than anything that the world has to offer. You're still holy. You're still righteous. Wow. Lord, tonight, just... Bring us together in your name and let our voices go so much higher than ourself, God. Just let it reach straight into the throne room as we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name. Everybody said hallelujah. How many of y'all believe in raising champions? Huh? Come on now. That's right. That's right. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, let's go to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Praise God. Praise God. Galatians is considered the Magna Carta, if you will, of grace. 
of grace. How many of y'all thankful for grace? How many of y'all don't just say grace around the table? <laughs> Amen. Boy, I'm so thankful for grace. We've been studying this in Romans, and I'm just kind of tied to this piece of Scripture in our hope groups. We've been studying this, and uh, I'm just, boy, I just can't get away from it. May not have you any more than 10 or 15 minutes tonight, and uh, don't y'all shout me down. I know you're thinking, hallelujah, that's probably not true. <laughs> but So the Word of God says this in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 1. Paul says, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently or openly set forth, crucified among you? Let's pray. Lord, I'm so thankful tonight for your word. I know that this gospel still has the power to save, the power to deliver, the power to redeem, restore. Renew, refresh, God, all of those things. God, I'm thankful tonight that those are more than just words from our lips. Those are words, God, that we know within our own soul. Lord, I ask tonight that you would just uh, grant me one more time, God, your grace to speak your word. Never let me take it for granted. Give me the heart, God, to preach it like it's the first time to hear it. And maybe the last time they hear it. We love you, Lord. Amen and amen. You can be seated. Once again, thank you for coming out. I, I don't know that there's any word that packs more of a punch than grace. Grace is something that maybe we don't realize until we're the one in need of it. Grace is the thing that picks you up when you've utterly failed and realize just how maybe flawed that you are and that even myself, that I am for sure. But I'm thankful for this grace. As Paul is speaking here, he begins to lay out his, in chapter 1, he begins to tell them just of how that grace had come to him. And many times I hear people say this and Maybe it, it, it serves as the biggest obstacle to so many maybe giving their life to Jesus is that they've done too much. Grace declares it's bought and it's paid for to whosoever will, let them come. And man, today, if there's a word that needs to be preached to a lost and dying world, to a world that's lost its way, maybe to those that feel like it'll never find its way, I'm here tonight to tell you that there's a way back. And the way is still called grace. And I'm thankful tonight for that. As Paul is speaking to them, he says this, who has bewitched you? He's saying, who has bewitched you? And when you begin to look at that word and you break it down in the Greek, you're going to find that it means to cast a spell. That it means to even take on incantation. That it really begins to line up with those things. And he says, who's bewitched you? He said, you once understood grace, and really what's going on is that they're going back to the law. And they're going back to the thought that I've got to work my way into heaven. And you see, if our mind ever gets to the place to where we think that now I've got to work my way into getting there, can I tell you something? You won't work your way in, buy your way in, steal your way in. There's only one way in, and His name is Jesus Christ. So anytime that I hear someone say, well, all roads lead to heaven, I will tell you that all roads do lead 
to God. Not just any God. Jehovah God. But it's upon the precipice in which you'll make that. It's, it's upon whether or not that if you're born again, you'll come before the judgment seat of Christ or haven't been bought by the blood. Or whether you'll come before the great white throne judgment. So when you hear a term that somebody said, well, all roads lead to God, can I tell you something? I'm very exclusive, and I, I don't apologize. Jesus Christ is still the way, the truth, and the life. Now, when I say that, I'm not militant in my spirit, but can I tell you, as people push and people tell me that it's this, that it's that, that it's all those things, can I tell you, it is still, and it still takes the blood of Jesus Christ to save a man, woman, or child from their sins. Somebody says that sounds judgmental. Somebody says, what is it that makes a difference is that when you feel the Holy Ghost of God begin to convict a sinful heart and, and sinful man realizes that there's a holy God and that through Jesus Christ man can be reconciled back to God. You see, going to church, it can't happen. A pastor can't save you. A praise team can't sing your way there. You can't get there any other way other than through the blood of Jesus. And that ought to excite the souls of everybody in this place to declare that we've been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, that the payment is in full. Praise be to God. When he said it is finished, it's as though the, the payment had been fully made. I'm going somewhere with this because what hell wants to do, it wants to accuse you. It wants to tell you that you've left something on the table, that you've still got to work your way in. When I say Jesus plus nothing, I really mean that. And it may make some people think that that even sounds like that's heresy. But can I tell you, it takes the blood, nothing but the blood. As we were singing, I thought, oh, Lord, just stop these control bands of burning that I see in the church. I'm wanting just, listen, I'm not talking about wildfire in the sense. I'm not talking about strange fire in a sense. And we could talk about all kinds of the fire that it speaks of in the Bible. I'm ready for a holy fire to sweep through the church and burn away the chaff of religion from every man, woman, and child's soul. That we may worship God and that we may rise out of the ashes of what used to be in our old life and declare that there is beauty in the presence of the Almighty God that we know now and we serve. Grace. 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 Who has bewitched you? When I think about that, I think about those today that, that are doing a very good job of casting spells and by the words of their mouth and, and, and the different things that they say. And if we're not careful, what will even happen? Maybe to some of those that may have maturity and even some tenure. That if they're not careful by fair speeches and by different things, you'll see that people are being led away by false doctrines which come through false Christs and false prophets. There's only one true God. If somebody says, how are we going to know that even if this time is not shortened, that even the elect, that they scarcely be saved, that in this thought is this, and not just talking about within the Jewish realm, not, not in that, talking about even within us. Somebody said, how will we know? Can I tell you something? You need to heighten your ears and let the Holy Ghost begin to lead you and guide you in the things that you hear and say. 
Because what you're going to see, I'm speaking somewhat prophetically in this point, because they're going to be so close to what is right that you will see miracles, you will see signs, and you will see wonders, but they are not of God Almighty. God said that he would even send a strong delusion. You say, God, wait a minute, what are you trying to do? You would send a strong delusion? How many of you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are born again? That'd be a good opportunity on a Wednesday night just to give God some praise. That'd be a great opportunity just to thank him, just to thank him that he has saved us and set us free with no condemnation. But simply to pray in such a way that, oh God, today heighten my senses. God, stand. Oh, Holy Ghost, stand as a watchman over my mouth, over my eyes, over my ears. And that God even give me such a sensitive thought, Sharon, within even that those that I touch, that I can tell. Somebody said, I don't know if that's possible. I know it is. I know it is. I'll never forget. Kenny, I think you were with me on that trip. I've shared this before. When we went to Jerusalem, I'll never forget when we were over in Bethlehem and Pastor Bob Rogers, they were setting up uh, actually a TV station there. Were you with me on that trip? Bob, were y'all with you? Luke, y'all's with me. We were there, and, and we were up there, and it was on top of a hill. And as we looked out the windows, I'll never forget, there was an open window. And they said, they, 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 they claimed this, that right outside of there is where the shepherds had, had went. That on those hills is where the shepherds were the night that Jesus was born. And I thought, what an amazing opportunity for a TV station right there in, in, in what is under a different control and even a different authority. But well, how good that it would be for a Christian TV station to send out there to where even Muslims could hear it. Those of the Islamic faith could hear it. Can I tell you something? How many of you believe everybody needs to hear the gospel? I believe that. As we were standing there, and I love to forget those folks that were of Arab descent, beautiful people. That were right there. I mean, beautiful people. I mean, so kind. So, I mean, so kind. We all got in a big circle. And if y'all remember, man, we asked for the Holy Ghost to sweep through that place. And just as sure as I'm standing here, Holy Ghost began to sweep through that place. And man, it's as though the home, I don't know if anybody else, I don't know if the room was shaking, but I know I was shaking. And I felt the power of God in such a way. And I'll never forget, I had a hold of this Arab man's hand right next to me. He was the one that actually owned part of the area right there to where this was going to be. And when we got done in amazement, the room was just electric. Am I right? Electric is a really lame word <laughs> for what was going on. How many of y'all ever been in those places where you say, Right? And there we were, man, and that guy, when we got done, he began to look around the room. He didn't know, he, he, he didn't confess to be a Christian. But he looked at me and he said, what is that? What is that? And I said, that's God. That's God. And the power of God, I believe, set forth something there in that man's soul. Listen, I don't know if he's born again today, but can I tell you something? He experienced God. 
and what he'll do with it, you know what, will truly be upon him as it would be on any one of us. Who hath bewitched you? I think I could title this the bewitching hour. I remember as a child watching Bewitched and watching that and seeing those things. And what I need to tell you today, even before I get started, witches and warlocks are very different than riding brooms and hocus pocus and a bunch of that. But what I can tell you is that just as sure as the Christian prays and the light is praying, so is the dark. As I look at that and I begin to think about that and I, I think about the power of their spells and, and seemingly the way that, that it begins to encompass. And, and I'm almost, there's been times, it's not overwhelmed me, it's, it's not overtaking me. Darkness has not done that. But there, I, I've shared over the past six weeks that there's a real push. And I sense that now is the time. I, I see the finish line, man, and I, I see it, Brother David, and I'm like, man, we've got to just keep going. We've got to keep pushing. And as I see this time, it seems as though I don't know whether the spells are getting louder or whether the world is just stopping to listen because maybe they feel like that their religion is not working. And I will tell you something, Christian. If you are still bound by religion, that is one of the, I'm telling you, it's a foul spirit. And you say that, I, I know what I'm talking about. There's a freeness to the Holy Ghost. And there's a freeness to the power. The word said, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. To stay on task tonight as I'm looking at this and I'm, I'm seeing these things happen, I'm thinking, well, God, what are our weapons? Tonight I want to give you the weapon of grace. I don't know that I've ever coined it that way before. I've got three or four points here I want to make. I don't know that I've ever coined it as a weapon of grace. But how many of you have had the enemy come, speaking of the devil, and or the thought, or, or whatever that may come, how many of you have ever been challenged by the enemy to come to you and accuse you? Even to the point that he says, you're not even saved. And you see what happens is that if we're not careful as Christians, we build on a feel and not on faith that you hear me say a lot. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. You've just heard this lately. With the evidence of things not seen. But as we look at this, there is a weapon called grace. And I'm not so sure outside of the blood, outside of the word, even outside of the baptism and those type of things. I'm not sure right here, and this is where I'm at tonight, that I'm not sure that there's anything more powerful than the weapon of grace. Because when the enemy comes, what will happen if you and I are not careful, we'll begin to rely upon our own self-worth. And we'll begin to rely upon the things that we've done. And maybe the, the, the if, if you will, just, just the, 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 the worldly resume, maybe that we try to present, can I tell you, it's still, like I said, Jesus plus nothing. Grace. Let's go ahead and say it. Just say grace. Wow. Grace. So let me help you tonight with the weapon of grace. Those foundations of grace would be this. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Some of you already had it memorized, but this is... This is something that we truly need to grasp tonight. Maybe you've never seen grace as a weapon, but I'm declaring tonight that it may be the greatest one in my arsenal. Love to hear those pages. Turn to somebody and say, did you bring your Bible? 
Y'all scared too. Hey, I'll ask you. Did y'all bring y'all Bible? I'm not afraid to ask you. The Word of God says, For by grace are you saved. Say that with me. For by grace I am saved. Do it again. For by grace I am saved. We've been doing a lot of this, and and Sunday, man, I know y'all probably got sick of me, man, but I'm telling you, there is something about receiving that, opening the gate, hearing the gate, doing all of those things. For by grace, the Word of God says, for by grace are you saved through faith. Say faith. Now look here. And that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. And the Word said, not of works, lest any man should boast. Still relying upon what Paul is speaking to who has bewitched you is that they have left that and because of false prophets coming in, now they're being led away here in Galatians. I know I'm in Ephesians, but in Galatians you're seeing them do that. They're going back. We can never leave the ground of grace. Always try to make it clear, even in our hope groups and different things, I can try to do this and and that when we say that, that the law has to have its purpose. And I always say that as a schoolmaster, in the fact that it's the law that brings us unto grace. We have to do that. Having known to do right and not to do it is sin. Well, how would we know not to do right unless the commandment was not there? And as we've been saying as of late, the thing is the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Boy, that ought to bring some hallelujahs in the house. The letter kills. The letter does that. And that's speaking of the commandment, speaking of that. But that doesn't mean we do away with the law. In this sense, stay with me. Jesus Christ completely fulfilled the law, yes or no? He did. And that's the reason that in him is all of our righteousness. That listen to some of you that are in the hope groups, you're thinking this is redundant. He's been going over this. Can I tell you, I'm going to keep bringing it home to us. Because the enemy wants to get any footing that he can in your life. And if he can get in at your self-worth, and if he can get in at your self-works, and he can get anywhere at that, and then that way you're still going to open the door to him, and you're going to give place to the devil every time that you think, I did, I, I, I. Can I tell you, it's not about I, I. It's about him, him, him. So for by grace am I saved. This is the foundation. The weapon of grace begins right here. Well, I just need a little bit of grace. I don't know about y'all, but I need a lot of grace. I need a lot of grace. If we're building a foundation tonight, Steve, for grace, then we've got to understand that it's through that grace, of that grace, that's the only way I can be saved. You want a definition? Most of you have searched that out. When we talk about unmerited favor, we talk about that. It, It comes within the same womb of mercy. We can talk about that. But the fact is, is that when you come to Jesus, you understand grace. You understand grace because it's not of yourself. And somebody said, then really, what is it? It's coming to the nothingness of who I really am. Point number two, the, suf- the sufficient grace. Second Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. And he said unto me, Paul speaking again, when he has the thorn in his flesh, And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. That is what? How can my strength be made perfect in weakness? 
Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecution, in distresses. For Christ's sake, say, for when I am weak, then am I strong. Wow. For when I am weak, then am I strong. What a flip. What a flip. Does that mean that when I am at my weakest, that's when I'm the strongest? How could that be? Is because when you and I are weak, then is he so strong. He's the only one. And when it says this, that when and, and this is it. He said, my grace is sufficient. Man, listen, man, Paul, Paul's a New Testament hero, Jack. He writes three quarters, man, of the New Testament, something like that, two-thirds, three-quarters, I don't know. And here he is, he writes all of this, and you know what? He's praying for this thorn in his flesh to be gone. People will say, what is that? You know, could it be his eyesight? Could it be this? Could it be that? I don't know what the thorn in the flesh is, just like I don't know what the thorn in your flesh is. But can I tell you, he prayed, and it, didn't, it wouldn't go. Now, what I don't believe it was was sin. I think it was an infirmity. I think it was an infirmity of some type. And so somebody says this, and you know, if we're not careful, what happens is this. Can I tell you something? Everybody gets healed. Y'all are like, well, everybody gets healed. How many of you are born again? If you ever get sick, you're going to be healed. You can be healed. You are healed. Somebody said, why? Because the last enemy to be destroyed is death. Can I tell you, you're going to get your healing here or you're going to get it there. But don't be defeated. If I'm the one sick, I want my healing now. So what I ain't going to do, I'm going to say, Lord, I know you're going to heal me when I get there. I'm praying you heal me right now. See, what I don't, I don't want to miss the mark because if there be any sick among you, let them call for the elders. I don't want to miss that. There's too much scripture we've got to discard. If we don't, how many of y'all still believe God heals people? How many of y'all ever been healed? Mm. Thank you, Jesus. This foundation, so when the enemy comes, you say, how? This weapon of grace, then how does that work? Because the enemy will laugh at you and say, yeah, some gods you got. Oh, you got to be doing something wrong or God would heal you. Let me tell you something, Christian. One of the most dangerous things that you can put out of your mouth is to speak to somebody and say, if you had enough faith, you'd be healed. I'm against it. 100%. Because I have known some faithful men and women of God that have had all kinds of faith. And can I tell you something? Just so happens they're celebrating on the other side of the glory and they're missing all this mess. Some... Glory be to God. Somebody said before, I'll never forget. Somebody said, what are you going to do, threaten me with heaven? <laughs> Get that mindset. Now here's the thing. You better believe. You say, Pastor, it sounds like you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. When we pray, I pray believing. That God is going to heal you as according to His Word. I do. But I'll tell you this, you have to be very careful because you can sure cripple somebody's mind. If you're not careful, you can do that. Say grace. All right. Say when I'm weak, then am I strong. Mm -mm -mm. 
Now listen, not only we're setting these foundations, so this is where we're not going to give any place to the devil. If you know what, if God loved you so much, you'd be healed. If God loved you so much this, if God loved you so much that. Can I tell you, it's not if, because that's what always what the devil does. It's not if, my God loves me whether I do right or wrong. Hear me? Doesn't mean he pleased with me. <laughs> when you say that, a lot of times that sounds like heresy. But God so loved the world that while we were yet sinners, what happened? Christ died for us. So we've got to kick that right out. So when the enemy comes and said, you know what? If you were, if you were, that's the reason that his grace has got to be sufficient. That if this was this and that was that. Point, point number three. I'm getting right along. I'm almost done. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 15 and 16. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which call we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Whew. Let me tell you what happens to most. And the reason maybe that much of the body of Christ is anemic. And maybe that they're powerless is the fact that you think your Sunday is, one, is a one-hit wonder. Can I tell you, if the only time that you connect with God is on a Sunday, or when I'm preaching or the praise team is singing, or you're watching a blog, or, you're doing, or whatever, whatever you're doing, can I tell you something? If that's all your connection is, you will not make it as far as having that strength. I'm not going to tell you where you're going to spend eternity at that point, but i got to tell you this. Quarter two this morning, I was talking to the Father. When I say that, can I tell you, if I, I wake up, I'm like, Lord, it's early. It's early. And my waking thought is this, is that I've got to talk to the Father. I want to be connected to Him. There's a satisfying. You see, Peyton, there's a satisfying grace. There's an abundant grace here that it speaks about, not that it's renewed Sunday to Sunday, but every day, that that inward man is renewed every day. That's the weapon of grace, that abundant grace. And it goes on to say this, that, that even in Scripture it tells us that this abundant grace should be shed abroad in all of our hearts. Well, we know we can count on the Holy Ghost. We, 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 well, we should be able to count on the Holy Ghost for sure. Having that confidence in Him in this sense is that His grace, that it will, it will do that. But there should be something within us that we should be shedding the abundant grace one to another. Maybe one of the most soul-searching things is this, is that do I extend grace to others like He's extended grace to me? How do I treat other people? The weapon of grace is so powerful that when a man, woman, or even a child understands it at such a point that this grace that we have been given, now what we've been given, we should show to other people and we should live that in such a way that maybe that when people look at us, they say, grace, grace. Jake, will you come? I told him I wouldn't be long. I've still got a few more minutes. Y'all hang on. Satisfying and abundant grace. I spent some time with a fellow yesterday that I'd never met before in my life. 
I won't say what denomination. I won't say something of that. But as we sat down and we began to talk, it was about something else. I was checking on something else. And we had an opportunity as I sat down there and he and I were talking. We, the word of God, of course, come up. And he asked me a couple of questions. And he asked me how I felt about the woke agenda and how I felt about this and I felt about that. And I said, well, it's more than feel. But I said, I can really sense, you know, the enemy. And as I sat with him, there was a purity. There was a purity and a grace in this man. Now, no offense to anyone here. But there was a purity and a grace in that man that I coveted in a godly way. As I talked with him, I, I, I watched and I was drawn to his demeanor. I was drawn to the grace. Sean, that he had. I was, I was drawn to that. And the simpleness of this man's faith. And the simpleness. We wouldn't all of this. And, you know, we're, we're talking about this. We're talking about the end times. And here I am going on about. This will come out again. Here I'm going on about it, and we're talking. What, what do you, you know, he's asking me. And I said, well, I, I think it's evident. I began to share with him about the spirit of the Antichrist and what I sensed and what was true and what I know is true. And he, he, he listens intently, and he, you can just see. And it's, it's, so his eyes are just filled with grace. Maybe I take a moment. And he looks at me with just an affirmation of soul. He said, I see. Not condemning. He said, I see. And he said, you know what? The way I believe is this. Is he said, if I spend too much time looking for what's wrong, I'll miss what's right. And I didn't even say ouch. At all. He said, you know, I find this, that if I spend more time looking for the false prophets, instead of what is real and studying what is real and how Jesus lived. I'm afraid I'll miss him. Pow! And this grace that he has, man, just, just overwhelms me. It was something there, and I'm like, I don't want to leave. Keep talking. I don't know when it had been that I told him, I said, I got to talk to you. <laughs> and I told her, she said, well, well, I said, I don't know, honey. I said, it was for me. And he told me this. He said, you know, he was talking about business. And he said, things got a little bit slower. And we've been talking about feeling and we've been talking about faith and things got a little bit slow. And just with the love in his eyes, he said, you know what I did? He said, not boasting at all. I mean, it was so far away from, from what I've seen in this man, Charlie. He said, you know, I just began to talk to the Lord. And he said, I said, Lord, you know, I've got these guys back here and they're counting on. They're counting on a paycheck. 
and it's slow. And as he began to expound, he said, and you know what? Right after that, wasn't long after that, he said, a car pulled in my parking lot. Without releasing too much, he sells a product. It's not a car. It's not that. But it's something you could walk inside of. And he said, right after that, he said, this guy comes in and said, we've been from Cecilia all the way down to here. We've stopped at so many different places. And he said, we've looked here and we've looked there. And he said, we need to tell you something. He said, yes, sir. He said, your product feels different. He began to smile, and it was the most gentle smile that I had encountered in a long time. And he said, now, by the way, he said, and this is the balance he had. He said, I want you to know that he would have still been God, whether he'd have done that or not. And I thought, how beautiful. <laughs> I'll say this. He said, when they walked into that building, he said, they just said, this feels different. And when you see grace, this is that abundant grace. And what he did, he didn't know what he was even doing. But man, he had me. Hook, line, and sinker. With no manipulation. I went on a fishing trip yesterday and I got caught. <laughs> as he looks at all of this, I look at all of this and I speak of the weapon of grace. I watched yesterday as grace began, if you will, to dissect me in such a way and even, even prune away some things that I thought, oh, God. I don't want to ever want to be too proud to cry in front of my family. I don't ever want to be so thick-headed and that I can't be transparent. But it was just what I needed. And it had me for about 30 minutes until the next phone call came. And it was a tough one. Got that took care of, and then I got back to thought. As I think about grace tonight and the weapon of grace, I thought, you know what? That was, that was exactly what I need to use. And I don't know that I forgot it so much as or whether I've put it on the shelf, but I thought, God, let me prepare a place of grace that I don't have to be heard, that I don't have to be seen, that I don't have to be noticed. Just a place, God, to where you can manifest yourself. The last point I want to make is this, is that I don't think we realize today, church, just how fortunate we are. For when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son that was born under the law, made of a woman born under the law. And from that point, we are living in what most call, it's arguable to some, but a dispensation of grace. That when he rose up out of that grave and he was alive on the third day, entered in a wonderful grace period. 
I don't ever want to take that grace for granted. Been there, done that, and don't want to go back. But the Word of God says this, but when it pleased God who separated me, uh, Galatians 1, 15 and 16, Paul giving part of his credential, or credentials, but when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his what? Called me by his Now look why he did that, that God the Father would call me by his grace to reveal his son in me. Here it is, guys. Why are we here? This ministry of reconciliation that we have is to do here what Paul gives in his own outline. And I know, I know we're spiritual munchkins compared to this giant, right? I know, I understand that. But when I look at this, it's so simple that he called me by his grace. That he, that he might to reveal his son in me. That I might preach him among the heathen. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. And you know what? It goes back when I think of that, that when Paul says this, he said, I'm an apostle, not by the will of man, not even by my own choosing in that thought. And I can tell you this. I said, I, I, don't, I don't believe in predestination to a sense. I, I really don't. You're not going to find me bending on that line much at all. But I can tell you that all of us right now, that we are under the election of grace. This time period that we are in is, is, is open to each and every one. There would be too many pieces of Scripture we'd have to kick out. For it's God's will that everybody be saved. Is that true, yes or no? But it reminds me that when he says this, I, I didn't do this on my own. How many of you feel like you're really called to people? Okay. If you didn't raise your hand tonight, that's going to be my prayer for you. Because as Christians, that's what we should be. We should be called to people. Hurting people. Troubled people. Mean people. <laughs> Gripey people. People just like you and I were. Hopefully were. Almost done. There's this weapon called grace. And if we have this weapon, Helena, what will happen is that it will bring a humility within us that says, I've done nothing to deserve. Tell you how many times I've thought like old Paul here, and I, if I could just testify, I feel like Paul, Steve. I, I feel like I said, God, what? But I need to tell you that He uses, wants to use every one of us tonight. We're called by His grace to do what? To preach among the heathen. I can tell you something. You have never been. You've always been valuable in the eyes of God. So it's, it's not going to sound right when I say this. But there's never been a time to where you have been more valuable to the kingdom of God than you are right now. Why? Because it's the bewitching hour. My 
My last point was the selection by grace. I remember back, closing, I remember back when I was at Peony Catholic School. I'd like to tell you that was the best days of my life. They were good days. I remember, and it's funny the way that in life it's much the same. And it happened all throughout that if we were playing football, I was usually probably close to the first one picked. I've always been big for my age. Quit looking at me funny. But now if we were running relay races, I may be on down the list. Preacher, where are you going with this? Can I tell you something? God chose me by His grace. Ethan, it wouldn't, if I could block better, Chad, it wouldn't if I could run faster. I don't know how many times I felt like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get picked. And he said, I pick you. I pick you. Charlie, really? Really? Can he really? Sitting back in here somewhere on a Wednesday night. Really? Really, Sharon? Coming in squalling, making Maybelline a liar when you left. Thinking my life's a mess. Am I wrong yet? But I got to change. And there was this overwhelming grace. There's an overwhelming grace that says, you don't think you can, but I know I can. Because when you're weak, I am strong. You know, if you've never done another thing, there's no way I could pay him back for what he's already done. I know it's not about works. But I want to ask you tonight, what, what, would, what would make the Father proud? And I'm not going to put this in the wrong perspective. How many of you want to please the Father? I do. I know what pleases me. There ain't nothing that pleases me more than to have my family around the table. Nothing. Nothing makes my heart warmer than that. Nothing, Chris, brings me anything even close to that. Nothing. And if we could have that heart, I believe the Father's heart surely is the same way. I believe it's the same way. How many of y'all feel weak? How many of you feel weak? Your faith is being tested. Don't be ashamed. Raise your hand. How many of you feel, man, my faith just, just I need all right, we're going to pray tonight. I never want to, you know, I, a lot of times I'll take for granted that everybody's saved and I can't do that. But tonight, for by grace are you saved through faith. 
If you need Jesus and you need saving, He can do it. I think what I'm asking tonight, and really what's on my heart is, I think I want us to really understand that grace. Michael, he's not, he's not asking me to, you know, it's not like a works thing. But man, I just want to say, Father, one more. One more. One more. Lord, we love you. I love you so much. Our Holy Spirit just sweep through this place. I get that word tonight, even as we're praying, I get the word dingy. I get the word dingy. And I think God is just, just, just wanting to refresh, renew. Just maybe just a newness within Him. Some of you tonight, maybe you're living under the condemnation. Whatever that it may be, can I tell you? His grace is abundant. But the same as he said to the woman, woman, where are thine accusers? So he says to us, go and sin no more. But there's a freedom in him. God, tonight, I don't want to make it about works. I... I don't want him to be, I, I want to use the word payback, Father, you know me. I want to do that. But I, I just want it to be something, God, not to where I wait for the pat on the back. It's not that. It's not that. But it's simply that I want to bring joy to you like you brought joy to me. And I don't think there would be anything that would bring you more joy than that one that is lost or that one that's away. Your word even says it, that the angels in heaven rejoice. Well, I can't imagine them throwing down, Lord, and you just sitting there stone-faced. I know, Father. You said it through your son when he spoke of that prodigal. Boy, we really see the character of the Father right there. And God, maybe that person's here tonight. Listen to me. Somebody here tonight is very weighted. You're very weighted. The enemy man has broke into your camp. He's, he's robbing you of your joy. He's doing it more about tomorrow. This is for somebody that he's doing it more about tomorrow because you're, you're just like if things don't change, if things don't change, if things don't change, if things don't change. Well, I'll tell you what, the Holy Ghost wants to really fill you up and flood you. Um, so, Lord, tonight, this is, this is a time you have for us to just come and as a family. And I think we can celebrate grace. And God, maybe that's all. We'll, maybe we just don't even get past that tonight for those at the altar to just celebrate that grace and that heart of gratitude. But God, tonight, Jesus, I know you made an investment in the body. And you're going to have a return and you expect a return. And this is not a time for us to be talent, for, for us to be digging a, a hole and hiding our talent and or what you've given us. But rather, this is the time, God, where we need to be taking this out and what you've given and exchanging it with others and bringing an increase.
So good, God. And I feel compelled tonight, too. Somebody watching online, if you've hung around till right now, can I tell you something? God's right there with you. I don't know where this message is going to cast you or catch you, whether it be in a podcast or wherever. You may need to pull over. I just want to remind you that His grace is sufficient. And in your weakness, He's made strong. He's able. God, your word said that you come in grace. Jesus, you came in grace and truth. And we understand that tonight, that it does take the truth, period. That's the word. We love you, Lord. We love you. And we can declare where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. We love you, Lord. Amen. If it's on your heart to come pray tonight, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray that when people get out of their car, that when people even get on this property, that they feel an overwhelming love. And for the one that just, whatever that's the situation, I pray, man, that overwhelming grace would sweep over them. I'm talking about the lost of the lost. You all know it here, man. We're going to preach it straight. I'm not talking about sloppy grace. I'm talking about wonderful, man, grace overtaking them. Will you join me tonight? Will you join me? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say this with me. For by grace, I am saved. When I'm weak, then am I made strong. Tonight, I don't know that I got that out exactly like I, I don't always. But here's what I want to tell you. That weapon of grace is offensive. When the enemy comes, remember, he has no ground. He has no ground. You're saved by grace. If it was by works, we would all fail. We would all fail. Hmm. May bless you. Heavenly Father, tonight, with my hands out, my heart open, that, oh, God, tonight, I just pray, use my hands. That God just use my hands as a point of contact, the hands that I shake. God, maybe this hand I put on someone else's shoulder. I pray, Father, that they would feel an imparting, God, of, of what you said there, what Paul said, this Jesus in us. God, they may not even understand it, but maybe... God, that would be the point where we could witness or whatever. But, oh, God, work through us. God, use, use my heart. I know it's deceitful above all things, but, God, steady my heart. Steady my heart. God, steady it. Don't, don't let it be tossed to and fro, God. Steady it in such a way to where my heart my mind would be fixed upon you. God, I open it unto you tonight, saying, search my heart. Even try my heart, God, if there be any impure thing in us. Show us. God, you're revealing so much right now in the end time. And God, let, let the remnant believer tonight be open to that. That God, you're showing me I'm critical. If you're showing me I'm judgmental, 
God, if you're showing me the hypocrisies, whatever that it may be, God, I, I don't stand under condemnation, but Father, just simply say, thank you, Lord. Thank you. So God, as we leave tonight, we leave in your power. We leave, God, tonight in your authority. Knowing tonight, God, that you are unmatched. You are unmatched. God, you do not have a bona fide rival that even comes close to who you are. And God, remind every Christian tonight in this place of that, that we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who loves us. That one that gave his life for us. And God, tonight, let us take up the weapon of grace. And when the enemy comes, God, not, not when we're out of bounds. God, that if we're living in sin, we would have no ground. But God, for that believer tonight that takes up that weapon of grace and declares, get behind me, Satan. You can accuse me no more. My righteousness is in him and he is in me. We love you, Lord. Use us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to thank you once again for being with us here in our worship service today and taking the time out, which I know is so valuable to you. God bless you and be encouraged. And remember, Jesus is King. Thank you.